Welcome to Geek Vibes Live. Hello, Geek Vibes Nation. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing excellent, too, because I'm going to assume that you said, I'm doing good, Dane, so that's where I went with that. Anyways, hope you're having a fabulous evening, no matter what. Uh, once again, we have a wonderful interview for you guys tonight. Uh, Kane's going to be conducting the interview, but I'll just give you a little introduction. Our special guest tonight is Jeffrey Veragi. Uh, he is an award-winning Native American artist and writer whose work you can see with companies such as Marvel and IDW. And let me tell you, it's some amazing stuff. Thank you so much for being on tonight, Jeffrey. Thanks for having me. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. All right. How's it going? Cool. It's all right. Yeah, going good. Just take a little break, uh, swing by and chat with you fellas. All right. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, we've, you know, me and you've been chatting back and forth on Twitter, and I just want to thank you so much for taking time today to. Uh, come and speak with me and uh, kind of just uh, geek out and uh, talk about your amazing career. I've been going through your uh, portfolio. Your artwork is amazing, and uh, hopefully this will bring attention to, uh, you know, to some of the stuff that you, um, you know, have out there. You know, like Dane said, you're an award-winning artist, uh, so your artwork has got uh, great recognition. Yep, it has. Uh, uh, in uh, jury art shows uh, up here in Northwest. It kind of gave me credibility when I started doing this work because uh, it's not pure form line. It's not pure form line design. It's uh, actually uh, it's modified for my purposes that I use. I uh, I break the rules, but I know how and why I break them. Yeah, exactly. But I've been looking through. I've been really lucky I'm that sorry, I have a lot of support. Oh no, I've been really lucky about. It. I've had a lot of support from uh, museums and galleries that to lend to that credibility for me. No, oh, exactly. And and you know, looking at your page and just kind of reading through your bio, I mean, you you just seem like you know you do this for a living, uh, but you also you know you seem like just a total geek. You know, I've gone through and I've seen that you're like, you know, you're huge into science fiction. You love toys. Uh, you know, just kind of getting on that subject for a second before we get into your artwork. Like, what are some of the, the toys, I guess, that you're, like, you're big into? Are you, like, a hot toy statue collector? Are you into the Funko Pops? Uh, you know, what, what kind of what, – what stuff like that do you collect? You know, Funko, I would – I love them and I hate them. I love them because they make fantastic products. I love the Pops. I hate them because they make fantastic Pops and I don't have enough space for them. Every time I think that I'm going to get the last one, it's like, this is it. They come up with a new line of uh, a new wave, and it's like, damn it, they're they're doing it to me again. But I collect all sorts of toys. Uh, I really like vintage toys from when I was growing up. Uh, the, the Kenner Star Wars, uh, the, the Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, Amigo, Star Trek, uh, GI Joe, of course, Transformers, that sort of thing. I, I oh, don't yeah. like look it up for the sideshow. I wish I did. They have so many beautiful toys. They're just awesome. Yeah, exactly. I, I think they make really good 
uh, collectible items now, but some of the, like you said, some of the, the nostalgic vintage type stuff from the 80s and uh, even the 90s, I just don't think has been duplicated uh, anymore. And, like, I still, like, find myself, uh, I'm in my 30s, but I still find myself walking down the toy aisle just to see if I can find something, you know, worth collecting. But, yeah. uh So I, I see here that you're, um, you know, you're from Washington uh, around the Seattle area. So what was it like? When you when you were growing up, was was art something that, you know, you, you had a passion for? Or was it something that you kind of just fell into? Uh, you know, where did, where did, you know, your lifestyle now come from? What what inspired you? Uh, you know, I've always been an artist for, for as long as I can remember. I've always liked drawing and, and making things. My mom has even in my baby book that how when I was four, my favorite things to draw were robots and spacemen and Star Wars, and I've never stopped. It, it, it just, you, you know, it was a way to take my mind away from whatever it was out there in the world. It, I, I got to sit down and draw whatever I wanted. It was, you know, you find a piece of that bond paper, the non-lines non of copy paper, and when you're in elementary school, and that's like striking gold it was like striking gold for me and you treasure every square inch on that thing. You know, you feel it to, to, uh, to the maximum capacity, but I've always loved drawing. Uh, it wasn't until I, uh, had to decide what I want to do for a living that I had to, uh, determine if I wanted to be an artist or something else. I was actually sitting in up for an interview with the FBI of all places <laughs> And they're sitting there telling me I, I was going to, it was for an internship actually. And they, they I was 23 and they're, they're talking to me and I thought the whole time I thought, I'm not going to have to go to college. This is great. I can get a great job here. And then they dropped the, the hammer on me and say, Oh, well, you're going to have to go to school. We can send you to this for this, this training and this. And I thought, I don't know if I want to go to school for all that. I'm going to go to school for something. I might as well do something that I love. And at the time, it was October, and I was making my annual cost, uh, Halloween costume, and realized how much fun I was having. So I uh, talked it over with my wife, who we'd only been married for a year, and we, I decided to go to art school. And uh, that was damn near 20 years ago. That was 20 years ago. And that's at the Seattle Art Institute, and I got a degree in industrial design technology there and it was a really good program. It was uh, really opened my eyes to a lot of things, especially art in general. Because up to that point, I loved comic book art, and that was probably it. Maybe cartoons I could appreciate, but not fine art, not art history. Uh, going to art school really awakened that for me, and it seems like uh, it actually influenced me just now as an artist now today as much as it did. Uh, as comic books did, and, and I try to combine the two now. Um, uh, my my talent, I guess, came from my grandma, my great grandma, my grandmother. She was an art. She's an artist. She paints, and my great grandmother actually painted magazine covers for uh, Liberty Magazine. And she actually she was pretty. She was pretty good. And she was uh, the stuff she's painting as a teenager was better than anything I've painted today. <laughs> she uh, she was cool. She got to study with Diego Rivera, and uh, it, it's just a pedigree thing that I've, I'm really proud of that, to be able to say that I, you know, I'm following in my, my family's footsteps there. 
Oh, exactly. Yeah. So you were, so you would say that growing up as a kid, you know, just the the comics and stuff like that just kind of influenced you. It was kind of and like got you into drawing and kind of like an escape from reality. Oh yeah. Uh, before Star Wars, uh, you know, I know who John Lennon said before uh, the before Elvis Presley there was nothing. You know, before Star Wars there was nothing. Uh, to me, there was. Star Wars started it all for me, uh, and it never let go. It influenced every part of my life. The uh, the things that I liked after that point, I, I never really strayed from any of that. Like the geek geekiness just clung to me. Yeah, I completely I completely see where you're coming from. When I, I I grew up, and when I was a kid, that was like some of the first movies I ever watched was Star Wars. My granddad had them taped on you know old VHS tapes, and I've always I've always been, I've always loved art. I, I, you know, I got accepted into an art school, um, you know, for high school, uh, but I've always loved movies and movies has kind of been like my escape from reality. Just kind of like submitting myself to the movie and kind of like getting away from real world issues. So I can, I can definitely see where you're coming from. Comics, movies, art. I mean, just all are part of, you know, uh, what, you know, Geek Vibes Nation's about. And, you know, we can tell that, you know, you really embrace all that. Oh man, so, it's, it, it's before I okay so this before I started doing the art that I'm known for now, uh, I painted. I, I dabbled in expressionism, uh, just, just and, and abstract, and I just never. I, I could do. I was getting commissions, but I couldn't. I didn't know why. This art, I can tell you, I why I like it, and it has large part due to my love for the for the source. Everything that I draw, if it's something that I'm putting on my website, something I'm drawing just for the fun of it, it's always going to be something that I love or have a very personal connection to. And uh, I'm just lucky because my commissions and most of the comic book covers I get to work on are things that I've loved. So it's, it's just been, it's a dream. It's one of those things where you sit there and you start realizing some of your peers and some people you know were artists on comic books that I'd been reading 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and you never would expect that you'd have conversations with them. And I remember the first time I went to a, after uh, it was a con party, the only press was putting on there. And I, I was, I was totally lost in a moment because I was standing there with Matt Wagner and Randy Bowen. And they were, and I was having a drink with them, listening to them share their stories and, I w- I just got done doing my very first cover. It just came out for uh, Judge Dredd, and I was just pinching myself. So then Jim Valentino walks over, and I'm sitting there looking at him, and he 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 comes over and says, "Yes, it's me." <laughs> I I like it, it's it's a dream come true, you know. It, how many guys get to say that? It's you know you always see about baseball players or athletes saying, "Oh, I grew up watching this guy, and then I became his teammate." It, that's the only thing I can really liken that to, I think. Yeah, exactly. And and, and uh, I wanted to touch on what you said about Judge Dredd, you know, kind of asking this question about the, the characters and the inspiration, you know, for what you draw. Is every like for the Judge Dredd character, is that someone that you, you follow and you really like, so you put a lot of, uh, a lot of heart and passion into it, or do you have, or just, or some of your art just you just draw it because they ask you to? Um, are you more of I, I want to draw more of what I love and what I'm passionate about, or you know I'll just draw whatever someone pays me, you know pays me to do? 
Uh, the Judge Dredd, yeah, I, I love the, 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 the stuff that they were, they're putting out there. I love the movies. I thought they were fun, the Sylvester Stallone. And although I wasn't a diehard fan, I'd read at least the DC line when it was coming out, when they had a run there for a short while in the nineties. But, uh, being able to work on Judge Dredd, you know, it was, you know, I, every comic fan, uh, any self-respecting comic fan knew who Judge Dredd was. So you get to work on a title like that. Like, wow, my very first comic is to be Judge Dredd. That, that to me, was uh, a awesome way to start out. Uh, it, you know, it's a really funny question. It used to be where I didn't, I, I didn't mind taking commissions. I, I like taking commissions. And I like getting paid to try new New titles out, especially for other com- for the different companies, because it, it allows me to explore uh, new territories and gives me look for new sources of inspiration. And so I actually look forward to those challenges. But on when I'm just drawing for myself, I totally draw 100% what I want to see um, without without little care if it sells or if anybody likes it or not. I just want to draw for me, and that that took me shoot maybe about 10 years after art school to get back to that point you forget the joy of it sometimes because you're getting paid for it you're waiting for somebody to say okay oh yeah we got a job for you and then uh, you get used to that so it's kind of like your 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 creative process isn't until I had a moment thinking oh shit I'm not doing anything fun that I want and I wasn't doing anything that might that I was doing in art school, I mean, my entire portfolio was Star Trek, Star Wars, and comic books. I remember teachers always telling me, oh, well, this is really nice, but someday we want to see what you would do with this. And now it's nice because I do, I still know those teachers, and they, they said that they're, they're super proud, super excited, because they, they know that, that it's not something that I'm just trying to take advantage of, but something that I've been passionate about for, since I began. What did you guys? Oh, yeah, what do you, for sure. Like the radio show. I mean, did you start doing that? What was what was your guys' goal for that? Uh, for the show, uh, actually, um, I've I've actually been a member of of this group since January, and you know they had, you know, they've had the show for a while now, and I think it's just the passion of uh, of putting, you know, being a news outlet, being and entertaining people, you know, I run the Twitter page. And so all day long, I'm trying to interact with fans and, and get news stories out there and, you know, just kind of geek out with people, just find people that have similar interests and passions like we do. I don't think I, I put a lot of thought and effort into that Twitter page because I love what we stand for. Um, if I felt like it was a job or, it was just something that I had to do. I, I probably wouldn't, you know, put as much emphasis in it. I probably wouldn't be on there as much. And so I think you have to have that passion. But at the same time, if we're getting paid and we have sponsors that say, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that, you know, then you kind of are like, you know, you're you're obligated to do it, but how much effort are you going to put in there? Um, you know, so I just – I think that there's got to be – you know, you know, kind of an, an in between. You know, you got to love what you do, but don't make it to where it's just you're doing it for someone else. And I mean, uh, I know that that's not what you do because I can see your passion in your work. Which, like I said, mm-hmm. I, your your artwork is, and everything is very unique. Uh, just from talking to you, you know, I could tell that you know 
you're just a very passionate guy about what you do. And, uh, you know, that and you stand out from everybody else. If nobody has seen your artwork, I'm going to put it on the page. I'm going to let people know because it's it's fabulous. I've looked through all of it. It's very different. I mean, it, you know, you could tell that some of it, to me, I could be wrong, and if I am, correct me, but uh, it looks like a lot of your artwork is Native American influenced, which is fabulous. Um, you know, some of the pieces, I've seen, you know, the, the best. I'm sorry. Oh, it is because it uh, because I am Native American. Very <laughs> good German, actually, for my dad. But uh, my tribe's Port Gamble Slalom Tribe. Uh, we're up about an hour and a half outside of out of out of Seattle there, and uh, grew up on my reservation. Lots of fun stories. Lots of fun. Not always uh, air airworthy, but um, great place. Uh, but so. Being around Native work was always something that, you know, I'd seen. And uh, although I used to always tell everybody I was an artist, people say, oh, you're not a Native artist. And like, well, no, no, I'm Native. I'm a Native. But, you know, it wasn't until I, I started doing this work that I really considered that. What, uh, you know, speaking, so my favorite piece that I've seen so far is your Superman piece. I'm a huge Superman fan. I, I love that piece. Uh you know that you have, you know the, the 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 way the cape flows, the coloring. But what is your favorite piece of art thus far? Like, what is the the one piece of artwork that you've done that you could just look at every day and say, "This is my masterpiece. This is the best thing I'll ever do." Uh, be honest, I haven't got there yet. I okay. I'm still pushing myself every time. You know, I do. I, I'd be lying to say if I didn't look at my work when I'm done after after I'm done I keep going back and looking at it and admiring it because I do you know it's sometimes I find myself like wow I, I can't believe I created that and I feel I'm really that self uh, that confidence or the uh, just appreciation that I could do that but I, I really haven't got to that point where you know I have favorites that I really like I like the Galacticus one in particular is one of my favorites um uh, the the bat's always going to be one of my favorites as it got me started. But there's there's others that I did like uh, the uh, Tron, and then there's the black hole. Like I said, they all have certain certain things that I love about them. But uh, I haven't got there yet. Yet I'm one of those guys that keeps wanting to push himself, and, and I don't feel like this is the best I'm going to doing at this moment. My next piece, I want to be better than this piece. So that that's kind of mindset right now in my career that uh, I just want to keep pushing it and just seeing how far I can go. So the uh, finding that masterpiece is a little harder. Um, I'll let time and uh, critics decide that. No, that's a, that's a, you know, that's a fantastic answer. I mean, you're, you know, you're not content with your work. You're continuing to push because, you know, maybe if you'd got to the point where you do have that masterpiece, you know, maybe you feel like, well, you know, what's really there, you know, to strive for. So no, that's a, that's a great answer, and that means we're going to continuously get great content because you don't feel, you know, you feel like the next piece can be even better, the next piece will be even better than that. Yeah, and uh, that's the thing. It, it, it's, it's, it just feels like that my entire career as an artist, that's I always try to find something new to learn, uh, whether it's a new technique, whether it's a new uh, style, it's a new something, I always want to push it. And it might just be the subtlest 
difference. I'll see it, but nobody else might not see it until later on when they step back and compare it to an older piece and say, oh, wow, there's a lot more here than here. And you could, and you, then you'll be able to go back and see how that progression came about. But it's just, it's always about improving just a little bit, just, just a little bit. Now, some of you, you know, you've worked with, you know, several huge um, comic book companies, you know, Marvel, IDW, uh, Valiant. What, what has been some of, you know, what pieces uh, or what series uh, for Marvel? Um, did you like the best? What what, what stands out, the, you know, the most for you? Uh, getting to work on Red Wolf was a huge, huge uh, opportunity that, you, you know, it was my first real big Marvel gig. I, it wasn't my first official Marvel gig. My first official Marvel piece was, uh, it was for an art show down in, uh, for uh, California and L.A. for a, uh, it was for the promotion of Age of Ultron. And they asked me if I'd be interested in creating some licensed work for that. I was like, oh, yeah, sure, love to. And it, I had created three pieces. I created a Vision, an Ultron, and a Iron Man. Well, anyways, I sent them, sent them the art files, and, and being able to put that Marvel copyright in a year was fantastic. The icing on the cake was about two months later, we were driving down the road, and my wife goes, oh, my God. And I was like, oh, no. I mean, I thought somebody died. I thought, oh, shit, I'm going to pull over. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Can I say shit on there? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You can say shit. <laughs> okay, what can't I say? I guess I should have asked that to begin with, just to be safe. Um, I, I, I think shit and damn are probably okay. After, you know, anything... Uh, you know, we we sometimes let other stuff fly, but I, I think we'll we'll keep it to just uh, maybe those okay. two. <laughs> I am tapering it down. I do have a foul yes. mouth, but I am I am keeping it. So, anyways, I thought, oh shit, somebody died, uh, and I thought I'm going to pull over and brace myself because if she's tearing up and said that, it's got to be somebody close to me or that I love. And she hands me her phone. I go, yeah? Said, yeah, what? I said, what is it? It's, it's my art. She goes, no! And I, I look, and it's, uh, it's Robert Downey Jr. And he's saying, love this, and sharing my artist info on, on his page, on his Facebook page and, and Instagram page or whatever, and, and with links to, to my work. And that was the one, that's probably one of my favorite pieces there. Uh, for Marvel, uh, the Red Wolf did the America cover really blew me away on the reception that had for uh, for the Hamilton covers. Another one, I it it came out at the right time and just spoke to so many people, and I was really honored to be part of that. Uh, the, the first one I did was um, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, and being able to work on a Kirby creation for my very first cover that's another one that. That's one of my favorites. The rest are all fantastic. There's not one that I don't dislike or, or like, but it, those few are some of my favorites. Uh, for for Valiant, uh, man, I really like the Divinity series. They really Valiant's really awesome. They really let me explore and uh, and try new things. They're all. If you look at my covers for them, from most of my clients, theirs vary the most because they really let me try new things constantly. And so I've been able to, 
to get a lot of different styles, my my art style in a lot of different forms and shapes and techniques. Um, but for them, I really like Divinity. was an awesome series to work on. I loved reading the book. The series was awesome. And I like my Ninjak series. I thought that was a lot of fun working on on Ninjak. For IDW, uh, G.I. Joe was awesome. Uh, big Joe fan. Uh, I got to do a cover for uh, the uh, what's it, Road City Comic Con, and it was a, Mer- a real American hero cover with Larry Hama. And that being able to work with Larry Hama and being a Joe fan from you know, since third grade has been awesome. that was pretty awesome. Uh, Rom also is another childhood favorite. Being able to work on on that, and that one there actually I got to get get really crazy too because I mean. If you look at the ROM covers, they're not really traditional ROM colors. It's, it's pretty far from it. Again, they let me really push myself and, and try new things with it. Uh, the saucer safe that I just got off of, that one's pretty cool. I really like doing some of that stuff. They let, let me play with light shadow a lot, and I really like being able to do the electrical effects with with uh, the form line design. With the... Uh, with, well, with the... Yeah, I mean, I love the G.I. Joe artwork. I haven't seen if you have a uh, Cobra Commander piece, but did you do did you do anything with Cobra Commander or Centauri? That was the thing. I didn't get to do Cobra Commander. And at first, when they told me that there was going to be no – I didn't get to do Snake Eyes either or Storm Shadow. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I thought, you, you, you're doing G.I. Joe, and you can't do Snake Eyes or Storm Shadow. And that was – I got to do that, though, with the Rose City one, so I was really happy about that. But uh, they said, well, you can draw Flint. I like, oh, yes, Flint and Roadblock. And I was like, that's, that's cool. I can draw, I, you know, I, it's not that I don't have favorites. I tend to like the Joes more than the Cobras. So uh, I'm always one of those oh, guys. Yeah. I like to do, you know, I, it was funny. As a kid, you kind of like the bad guys better. But as I've gotten older, it seems like I'm always rooting for the good guys. Uh, I think Negan might be the only bad guy on television or in film right now that I actually kind of like. Maybe. Yeah, I'm going to have to talk to you offline about maybe seeing if I can, you know, get you to do me a a Cobra Commander piece because I just, since you haven't got to do it, I think, you know, you could do a great job. And I, I just want to hang that up somewhere. I'm a huge Cobra Commander fan. And I was just disappointed with kind of how he was portrayed in the movie. I, the second movie with The Rock, I thought he had a much better outfit. But uh, yeah, and that's yeah, we'll have to talk about that offline. But yeah, uh, he hasn't he hasn't with, gotten treated too well at all. I mean, even the cartoon was a man once was a man. Was yeah, a man. When yeah. Got, <laughs> when he's hitting with the scores, and I'm thinking, and I have a thing about looking at a little bubble, just seeing a bunch of eyes and stuff like that. I mean, it grosses me out. So when I see him, his face getting covered with eyeballs, I never liked that. It just, just, ugh, just not a fan. But, uh, yeah, but that yeah, voice was amazing. I, think, well. I don't think Deathrow has either, though. And, and I think that, that those are two characters that, that they could really push, at least Deathrow, anyways, have some more fun, especially with the with the tech nowadays. It seems like you could be able to do something really cool. Oh, definitely. But the last definitely. one I did like, I, I thought the last one was better than the first one. I wish that. Duke hadn't died, and that they may have been killed for that one because I thought Chang Tatum and The Rock had pretty good chemistry. Yeah, they they probably should have. They probably should have. I think they I think they felt like Channing Tatum, you know, at the time. I I don't think his career had really you know 
taken off as much as it has now. So maybe they felt like The Rock could carry the franchise. But those two, you know, I mean, they could probably always bring Duke back and just say, hey, you know, he didn't die. We thought he died, but he came back. But um, you don't see the body. They never really showed the body. So at least I don't remember seeing that. And that's what, that's my thing. Like, uh, if you don't see the body, you know they can come back the next movie or a film, the film after next. Same thing with the TV shows. I mean, look at Glenn. Thought Glenn was dead, and no, he was alive for about three or four episodes, and then dies. But yes, but he's dead one. now. He's not. He's not coming back now unless it's in a flashback scene. So he's definitely dead yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, and, yeah, and that was the, you don't want to like Negan at first. Like he killed Glenn. Glenn's such a lovable character, but man, if he doesn't make he, do, he doesn't have he has a swagger that's just kind of it's, it's just cool. You know that smile. If people, at, yeah, if people read the comics and they know Negan's backstory, they know that Negan's really not a bad guy. I mean, he yeah. he does bad things, but it's for the good of the group. It's not uh, like, in all honesty, like Rick's probably more of a bad guy than than Negan is um, because of the stuff that he's done. But yeah, uh, yeah, so I'm excited for that. It comes back this this Sunday, so we'll definitely be talking about that. Yeah, are you gonna? Uh, did you watch Stranger Things? Did you like Stranger Things? Uh, I are love Stranger Things. Yes, we talked about that Saturday or Sunday on the show. And uh, we are so we are so pumped for uh, Stranger Things Part Two. That show is just uh, it's an awesome throwback to the '80s. Uh, yeah. Those kids are amazing. Like I, I, especially and, I, and you know the one kid Finn, he's uh, he's in Stranger Things and he was an it. I mean, it's just they need yeah. to take advantage of these kids while they're young and do a Goonies remake or do a, oh, a, a Stand by Me, a Stand by Me remake or something. Because oh my goodness, they're they could catch a gold mine with those kids. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that potential from stuff from the eighties. Like I always thought that the Outsiders would make a really good HBO series or something, and, and yeah. uh, or a Netflix series where you can have that grit and realism that you can't get on a normal television show. And I think that would be good. But you, You're I don't know about Zoomies remake. I I I don't know if I could. I'd have to re- I'd have to see some Goonies is awfully awfully sacred. Well, you don't, don't have to necessarily make it a remake. You can have the original cast, and these could be their kids, and their kids go on the adventure. Um, but man, yeah. isn't that something? Kids, kids, kids. <laughs> that was like uh, right. I remember watching Battlestar Galactica when it first came on the air, and I was younger, in my thirties, thinking, oh yeah, I could relate to Apollo. Now my oldest son, he's he just turned twenty one here last year, and I watched it again, and I relate to Adama, and I'm thinking, the, the old man. I thought, when did that happen? When did I start relating to the parents and not the main characters? It killed me when I had that realization. It's a sign of oldness. I I don't know. How, oh, I mean, yeah. do you feel that way yet? Have you gotten that those feelings where you're watching something and you used to be the hero, but now you're the hero's dad. You're his age, or you're you know, I'm Sean Connery uh, to to Harrison Ford now. Oh um, yeah, no, I've I've not. I don't think I've gotten to that stage yet. But I mean, I'm I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will happen in time. Oh man. Wait till you have it. It is one of those things. You know how, like, my my wife, she's always talking about, like, I don't want to look wrinkles or anything like that. To me, it wasn't a wrinkle. It was that realization when I started watching it. 
show, I'm thinking, damn it. That's, I am not the intended art audience anymore for this. I'm the, the parents now. Well, I, I've, I've watched shows uh, that I loved as a kid that I hate now that I don't understand how I've ever watched it. Um, and then um, I try to introduce it to, uh, you know, younger generations, and they're like, you know, like, what is this? And, you know, they hate it even more. Uh, I think I think the younger generation embraces older music, um, you know, better than they do some TV shows. But, yeah. uh, yeah. You know, that's I mean, you've got to keep it fresh. Like that. I feel you on that because I remember thinking – when when you go back to watch a movie that you absolutely loved as a kid, and you think, "Oh, this is gonna be fantastic! I can't wait!" I've been I found it on DVD, found it on Blu-ray, and you sit there and start watching it like five minutes in, it's like, "Holy shit, this is bad! How in the hell did I ever like this?" And and, and, and you feel like, for me. yeah, and you spent and you spend a lot of money because some of these things are out of print, and you're thinking, "Yes, this is awesome! I can't wait to get it." Get it in the DVD player, sitting back because like. Telling my wife, oh, this is great. You're going to love this. This is one of the best. And start watching them thinking, oh, man, I might even tweet about it. Saying, I got the copy of so, such and such. I can't wait to watch it. And, yeah, I don't tweet like, yeah, that was a bad, bad purchase. That, that was a childhood thing that I didn't. I'm trying to think the last one like that that was really. Oh, Battle, it was Galactica 1980. That was horrible. Horrible! I couldn't believe how bad it was. And as a kid, I remember thinking flying motorcycles were awesome, and they might still be awesome, but they just weren't awesome enough. Yeah, there, there's a there's a few there's a few movies, but uh, I, I remember as a kid watching Howard the Duck like four or five times a day, and I tried to watch it um, oh probably about a month or two ago, and I was just like, this is so bad. Like I probably I couldn't get through like thirty minutes of it. And I'm just like, this is the worst. So I definitely, I definitely see where you're coming from on that. Yeah, it, the uh, the Howard the Duck wasn't great. It was, uh, it was like you said, it was a talking duck. So I mean, as a kid, you're gonna love that sort of thing. But as an adult, you start yeah. watching, it's like, oh, okay, this is why they say it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, which ones I loved watching as a kid, as a young person, kid, teen was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. And I know yep. people are going to get mad me out there for saying this, but I, didn't, well, I don't like them now as an adult. They're just, just don't do it for me. They just weren't the same. I, I don't know. It's, it's not the disbelief. It's not the uh, thought that my imagination can't take it. I just find myself not really into it like I was. Do you, do you find that you're, did you like the, the newer versions Better. I mean, I mean, is it just the graphics thing? You know, like you, you know, because they're kind of puppety in the, uh, in the in the first movies, and these are kind of like CGI. You know, what it might actually be. It just might be that I'm just not into the turtles like I was. I, I just yeah. It was one of those ones. I think I actually it was a phase that I liked, but I just never, I never really got into it much after that. I, I I'm not sure why. You know what? It might be. I know maybe they have done. I have a thing about uh, love interests, and maybe there's got to be somebody that, that they got to love. They got to have a, a character who uh, you're fighting for. And I know they care about April O'Neil, but April O'Neil's with Casey, and uh, 
that's their own love story. So the, who, who do the turtles have? You know, to me, it's, I know they have their brotherhood, but to grow, I feel like they, there needs to be a love interest. Maybe that's what it is. Why I never really yeah. got into it. Yeah. I, I mean, I've not watched those movies in a long time and I don't have any like passion to just pop them in the, the Blu-ray player and watch them. But I, I feel like a lot of movies have a hard time stacking up with their animated counterparts. Like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the animated show, was, like, really good. To me, it was. I, mm-hmm. To me, it was really good. It made me want to go out yeah. and buy every single Ninja Turtle action figure. G.I. Yeah. Joe was really good as a cartoon. Uh, you know, you mm-hmm. have Batman, the animated series, X-Men, and those those shows are really hard to live up to in, uh, you know, cinematic universes, especially uh, X-Men. X-Men's had some really good uh, movies, but that sh- that cartoon, that animated series, is really hard to live up to. So, yeah, I mean, I could, you know, plus it well, must be your guys' you know. gen- your generation thing because I like the cartoons, but they I've been able to separate themselves from the films because I know another guy that I used to work with, and he'd constantly be talking about the X Men cartoons and occasionally bring up the Spider Man ones, but the X Men always talking about that. And it's well, it's the cartoon, that's why, and he and and uh, but. You know, it was good. I remember uh, I, I liked the cartoons. It's still pretty good, but it just the the Batman the Animated Series, I, I think, is fantastic. It's one of my all-time favorites. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's my second favorite, though, to Venture Brothers as far as, like, cartoons go. <laughs> yeah, I don't – I think it's just that we we see that they put out great content, and then we see the movies, and it's like, why can they not just adapt what they made – First off, why can't they just adapt within the comic books and to put yeah. it directly on film? Or why can't they adapt what they did in the, the animated series and put it on film? I think it spoils us, and we're kind of just like, you know, kind of let down by some of the stuff we've seen. Uh, yeah. You know, especially with some of the, especially with the movies and some of the way the characters look, for sure. Because I've seen, you know, cosplayers that have less of a budget than a million dollar movie, and their their costumes look a lot better. So. But, I mean, I still yeah. enjoy them. I mean, I still love them. I mean, but I just yeah. kind of sit there and wonder, like, why can you just not take this book and adapt it directly to the movies? But Yeah. yeah and speaking... the only person you get to do that would be Zack Snyder. <laughs> He'll do that for you. Yes, he will do that. Yeah, <laughs> That's why I love Zack Snyder. Yes, Watchmen is definitely one of the best uh, adapted comic book movies, in my opinion. Uh, and it, yeah. and, it, and there were a few changes, but for the most part, it was taken strictly from the book. And I, yeah. I think that's why a lot of people love it. You know, it wasn't so much the studio got involved or he made it his own. I mean, he's pretty faithful to to the to the book, so I think that's why that's one of his more well received movies. Yeah, Speaking of Zack was, Snyder. You know, that's one of those ones that you just watch over and over again, and you find new things to like about it. That's what I have found. I, I, it's always a pleasure watching that one. Yeah, and we have uh, the Watchmen series coming out on HBO, so I'm really looking forward to that. Do you have any thoughts on who you'd like to see cast? Um, I don't know. I, I, I really would just, you know, I really, I really have no clue. That cast in the movie was so great. Yeah, it might be hard to top it, but you know, for the comedian, I'm so busy fan casting every movie, but yeah, for the comedian, I would love to. I think uh, Colin Farrell could play the comedian. 
I think he might. I would be, like to see Colin Farrell do something really good. Yeah, I think the last thing I saw him in was uh, I know he's done a couple of movies since then, but uh, True Detective season two. I like that season. I think it'd be. Yeah. I think he would be great. You know, coming back. Um, yeah, that's an interesting choice that you would. You know, that you would say that. I I like Colin Farrell, so I mean, I could I could be on board with that, or maybe even Colin Farrell as uh, Warshack. Maybe uh, oh, maybe yeah. he would. He, yeah. But speaking of uh, speaking of Zack Snyder, you know we've got three big movies left for um, you know the rest of the year. We got Thor, Ragnarok, we got Justice League, and we got Star Wars: The Last Jedi. What uh, you know in the the time we you know have remaining, kind of what do you what is your what do you expect from those three movies? Like which what are you most anticipating, and what do you think will you know, be the best parts of each movie. I think the one that will probably surprise me the most will be the Justice League, just because I didn't really care for Batman versus Superman. I just thought that there was a lot of plot holes there, that uh, there was angles that could have been played off better. Um, I think Henry Cavill is an excellent Superman, an excellent, uh, great Clark Kent. Uh, I'm not a really big fan of Affleck as Batman. I think that... Or, he might be Batman, all right. I just didn't like his Bruce Wayne. He seemed uh, frumpy, maybe to me. Like as, too angry. As, well, just like his. Yeah, I mean, Christian Bale was was immaculate when he was with Bruce. I mean, his hair. He he looked like the Playboy type. Bruce Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne looks like uh, he's always disheveled looking or or something about. It. I just can't put my finger on it. I'm just 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 not a big fan. So I think. But that being said, I think the Justice League will surprise me the most. I think that the last trailer really looked good for me. I, I hadn't seen a trailer yet until that one that I seen uh, last week when I went and seen it. Uh, I think Star Wars is going to be a lot of fun. I think that just waiting for the revelations is more or less what I'm waiting for. Uh, I think they're they're fun. I'm still say that. The Star Wars I had growing up is the Star Wars. These ones, these films are fun. Thor, I'm really excited for the most, I think, and that's just because of the use of color and the direction uh, that it's going for. It, it's, it looks totally unlike the other two films, so I'm I'm excited to see what we have in store there. Plus, to see Jeff Goldblum there and uh, Kate Blanchett as as the villain, she's fantastic. So to be able to see her and, and just the opening shot, you know the a lot of the shots have that great 80s crawl, uh, sci fantasy, space fantasy uh, feeling to it. Just feel, it just makes it just tugs at that kid, that heart, those, those strings on my heart from when I was a kid. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that, and uh, you know, can't wait to. You know, once those movies come back uh, or come out, you know, definitely like to you know get you back on the show and kind of talk about those. But uh, it's you know it's been really great having you on. I appreciate you taking the time to speak with uh, with me tonight. Uh, like I said, I'm a huge fan of your work, and uh, definitely you know keep in touch. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna try yeah. to talk to you offline yeah. about that Cobra Commander work art piece. And oh, I would love to. And I'd like to everybody you know just uh, I I'm I got a lot of new covers coming out. Uh, for, for especially for Valiant and IDW and my own series, Demicon, which is produced by Native Realities, which 
I'm finishing up the roughs as we speak on that. So I'm hoping sometime in November we'll be ready to go go to print. That's a six-issue series. I'm really excited for everybody to see that. Uh, it's my take on the heroes, what a Native hero's journey could be. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, just drop me a link to your – uh, to what you want to promote, I'll put it on the Twitter page, and we'll, you know, we'll get awareness out there for it. Uh, yeah, and uh, definitely, and I got you know, we'll really uh, big news, bigger than that even that I can't wait to share. Uh, I've been sitting on for two years in the making, so I really can't wait for this. This, this uh, you asked about my masterpiece. This could probably be my ma- this would probably be a masterpiece for me. So uh, awesome. So I can't wait to share that news. Uh, really close to finally being able to come public with this. <laughs> yeah, well, we can't wait to see it. And like I said, I'm a huge fan. I'm going to keep in touch with you. And, you know, we'll definitely uh, talk offline. I wish we could talk a little bit longer, but uh, it's been great having you on. And I'm definitely going to have you back on if you want to, you know, come back. But, uh, you know, thanks a lot, uh, Jeffrey, for speaking with me. Okay, yeah, thank we'll you have very you back much. on and talk to the rest right. of the group, and we'll we'll pick your brain some more. Thank you, sir. Okay. Take care. You too. Bye-bye.